This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley's meat sticks have been a lifesaver during this hot summer. Since they're shelf stable, I always have three Paleo Valley meat sticks in my bag at all times. It's also been perfect for my boys' lunch boxes. I love Paleo Valley's grass finished beef sticks and pasture raised turkey sticks because they support US family farmers that focus on regenerative agriculture. These meat sticks are from animals that have never been fed grains, soy, corn, or GMOs and have never been given antibiotics. The spices in these meat sticks are also 100% organic. The sticks come in five different flavors, and my favorite is the original beef stick, and my boys love the teriyaki beef sticks and the original pasture raised turkey stick. Paleo Valley's meat sticks are a perfect snack and, frankly, a great value without skimping on quality. Each stick is about $2 with our discount code, and it comes in a 10 pack bag. Make sure to support this podcast and head over to paleovalley.comslash CATG and use code CATG to get 15% off your first order. Thanks for listening and supporting the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. This episode is sponsored by Carnivore Cure. Carnivore Cure is a book, a work in progress plant database, and in the future, an intense group program. Carnivore Cure is meat based nutrition and the ultimate elimination diet. The Carnivore Cure book helps to break down science and provides a step by step elimination diet protocol. It also provides extensive nutritional information and support for a meat based diet. Carnivore Cure is rooted in evidence based nutrition with over 600 citations and over 250 colored graphics and tables. If you need assurance that a meat based diet is ideal, or if you need more in depth support to guide you, then this book is for you. The colored informationals and nutrition facts will make this book a reference for years to come. Make sure to get your copy on Amazon or at www.carnivorecure.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show. Laura and I are just going to be talking really candid. This is what this podcast is all about. It's, it's one thing to say, I want to eat something else that's not meat. It's a whole other thing to say, you need to eat something else that's not meat. If you notice that you're Jumping from diet to diet. At a certain point, you have to wonder the only common denominator is me. Get outside, go for a walk, <laughs> get some vitamin D, breathe yeah. some fresh air,、uh, and, and stay happy and healthy and, and take care of yourselves. Let's just have some real talk. <laughs> Welcome to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. Welcome back to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. My name is Laura Spath, and I am actually at my co host Judy Cho's house.、Uh, I am in Austin this weekend, and we're doing this in person for the first time. I came into town for the、uh, Austin Carnivore Meetup that we had planned kind of around this trip, and we had a good time. And now I'm hanging out with Judy, and we're、yeah. going to record some stuff. We're going to talk today about the Austin Meetup,、uh, but if you weren't there, we'll fill you, fill you in on a little bit. And then just talk about community in general and how important that is for all of us. So, yeah. Hey guys, I hope you guys are having a good week.、Um, so, Laura, it is weird that you're like right next to me. I can like literally touch you and be like, stop talking. <laughs> I know. Now we're I just, know, it's, so weird. it's weird to like look at each other in person and then record it's this. It's like, bing. I'm like, wait, the video didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so what did you think of the Austin meetup? I know you've done several in Phoenix.、Um, You know, what, were you, what did you expect? Like,、um, you know, what were you surprised by? Like, any thoughts? 
So I think you and I both are shocked at just the amount of people. Yeah. So we've both done some meetups before. And let's okay, let's explain though what happened. So it was scheduled to be outside in an outside event. Yes. And then we started looking at the weather <laughs> and it was like um you know, 40% chance of rain, 60%. And then all of a sudden, 100% chance of not only rain, but thun- massive thunderstorms yeah. and flooding warnings that was coming through. Yeah. And it was raining for five days straight, which is, it rains a lot in Austin, but it does not rain this much. And I'm like, of course, Laura decides to come to Austin to work on our podcast on the week that it's going to rain for everybody. And we decided to have an outdoor casual, like yeah. super casual event that kind of turned into like a lot of people traveling in, which we'll talk about kind of maybe why that happened in a little bit. But, uh, and now we have a hundred percent chance of thunderstorms. So Judy is in her, uh, organizational mastermind, <laughs> took her family driving all around Austin to recruit an indoor place for us. Like the day before, wasn't it like two days before? Yeah, it was two days before, and I was like, I just finished my clients, and then we just started going out. I mean, that was how I tried that. Oh my gosh, we still need to try that barbecue place, that rib place. Oh yeah, let's go tomorrow. Okay, we can try I want, that. everybody keeps saying Terry Black's is good, and they have those beef ribs everybody yes. talks about, so we're going to go tomorrow, I think, now. Yeah, so, I mean, the benefit of doing that was I was able to eat that, and I haven't eaten it, even though it's right next to where KetoCon is held. And so when we were... I mean, we went to Whole Foods, we went to different parts of Zulker Park to see where there's an opening... And and then we just thought of Rudy's because Rudy's has an outdoor patio and then I called them and it just kind of worked out. And so, I mean, it was it was a pretty good venue, don't you think? Yeah, the only problem was we they kept saying like how many people we didn't know I how know. many people to reserve for because since it was going to be a casual park meetup. We had no idea. We didn't ask for RSVPs. And so we had no idea how many people were coming. And so we assumed like maybe 50, 70 people for context, right? Like, yeah, I've had meetups before where there's 10 people. And even a week ago, we did one in Phoenix that is, we had 30 people. So that was, you know, like we thought that was a great turnout to have 30 people show up. And I guess if you don't know what a meetup is, it's just literally people who eat a lot of meat come and hang out together. And we usually advertise on social media and then Sometimes people come and grill or you eat barbecue together or you do something and just hang out and talk and get to know people in your area. Yeah. And Brian, um, so Food Lies, he had one or he held one, I think, in October or November in Austin. And we basically were just trying to have it in the same place. so It'd be easy for people. And I think that one had maybe 50 people. Yeah. So Um, we were expecting somewhere around that. And we also didn't know, like, with restrictions and how comfortable people would be at coming out. So. We just didn't know and had no concept. And so we thought, well, this back patio at Rudy's holds 120 people. Like, that's probably, well, way more than we need. Yeah, and they were really flexible of, if you guys want to reserve it, we can't do it. But if you guys come and reserve it, you guys could do whatever you want, which was amazing. Um, so that was awesome. It just worked out. And yeah, I feel very blessed. And I think just it worked out for our community because, I mean, if... Seriously, what would we have done if we got rained yeah, out? So it ended up having a torrential downpour, not only the day before, yeah. so the park would have been soaked, but it was a massive downpour the entire day that we were there. Yeah. So, I mean, cut to the day of the event. I think everybody has been so excited for this. It ended up that there's a ton of people that were traveling in. People were flying from, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast and some flew in from Chicago. People drove across the country. I obviously came from Arizona for other reasons, but I was here for this event too. And then I think 
people have just been so cooped up from this yeah. last year of isolation and wanted to be around kind of like-minded people so much that everybody just kind of dropped what they were doing to go, which made it really fun. Yeah, I think it was really good. I mean, I know we don't really talk about politics and beliefs and values and certain things other than really our diet, but I mean, honestly, wasn't it nice that there was no one was wearing a mask? So I hired kind of like an amateur-ish, I mean, she is a professional, but amateur, I hope she never listens to the podcast. (laughs) But anyway, so I hired a photographer just so I didn't want to deal with, you know, taking pictures and stuff. And she came in wearing a mask and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, you're going to be the only one. And then the next time I saw her, she had no mask on. And I was like, that is awesome, right? And there was hundreds of us and like... No well, one. that was the thing. We had no idea. So we, Judy yeah. and I walk in early thinking we were going to be there and chat and say hi yeah. to a few people and then drop our stuff and kind of get settled. But there was just, we got there, there was already 50 people there. And within another hour, there was 100 people there. And yeah, I mean, in this patio that was, I think, so we still really don't know the exact amount of people that were there. Um, I mean, there was one point where the whole place was completely full. People were seated and then people were still standing. And if it could house 120 and then remember Brian and them were sitting outside. Yeah. Um, but then there was a lot of people that were, was in and out of that kind of like whole five hours we were there. So like not everybody could be there the entire time, obviously. And so our estimate is thinking maybe like around 200 people, um, at some point showed up during that time. So other people that hosted with us was Jonathan, who's uh, at the Keto Road. Um, He's a keto coach, a really great guy. You should look him up. He um, struggled with bulimia and talks a lot about male self-esteem and body dysmorphia and how keto has healed him. He does a lot of really great coaching uh, to help men and women both with eating disorders and endurance training and keto and how that diet can help. And he's also an NTP. So I was actually, after I graduated from NTA, um, I then basically was a group leader under my instructor just to educate myself more and then also just kind of give back. And so I was actually a group leader for his class. And so I met him that way too. And then, so he is an NTP. We we trained at the same place. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not fully carnivore, but he's definitely meat-based. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all that people hope for is that we're all on the same Team meat, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then also Keto Mary seventy one. Um, is that? I think that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll type it up. But she was. Uh, she was also one of the hosts as well. She's local from here, and so this really. So kind of the backstory of this, and then we'll talk more about the actual event. But um, Judy and I, once we started this podcast, it had been a year since we'd hung out together. Yeah, more than a year. But yeah. yeah. But just like right around that, so uh, right around the year that we had hung out, we said like, we need to hang out together. We're going to start this podcast. Let's record a few things in person, obviously just hang out and, you know, enjoy some time together. And I was kind of anxious to get out of Phoenix in general for the weekend. And so we were planning to come here. And at the same time, Mary and Jonathan started talking about planning this meetup um, for Austin because everybody was just really itching to get together again. And so... Kind of coincidentally, it worked out that, all right, let's just plan it. Laura's coming anyway. Let's plan them all in the same weekend yeah, that's exactly uh, and make it work. And so I was here for that. And then Judy and I can do this and a couple other things um, for the podcast, like while I'm here at the same time. So. Yeah, I mean, when I was working on the cover for you for the podcast, we didn't have any pictures in person, really. Right. And that was where we started saying, well, we should take pictures in person, 
Maybe we could change the cover later. Maybe we have pictures for that, like social media posts. When yeah. like you don't want to see that boring green mic or whatever <laughs> color the mic is. The teal. Yeah, yeah every, every time. time we have a new episode, um, and so yeah, we wanted to, um, you know, and then do some kind of just, um, I guess recordings in person. Yeah, and then Mary and Jonathan were like, we really want to just have a hangout, and I was like, okay, you guys are both asking. Let's just do something together. And then I remember Brian saying he's moving in April. Yeah. And he said that as soon as he came, he'd want to do a meetup. So and Brian so is just, um, oh yeah. at Food Lies. He's the one who's making the Food Lies documentary um, and has a podcast, Peak Cuban Podcast, and does all that good stuff too. So um, a lot of local people. He just moved here. Yeah. He just moved here, I think, mid-April. And so, yeah, we just kind of wanted to get people local to Austin. I mean, Laura's pretty cool. She was coming in from Arizona anyway so and then I think just because so many people were anxious to get out like we mentioned that already but it kind of turned in so over the course of that couple hours you know we had 200 people there and I think you know I am still it's been 48 hours right since that 24 no oh okay I don't know anyway anyway it's been a while but since we're recording this but the point I'm still processing yeah like the stories that I heard, like I heard so many incredible stories of healing of yeah, weight loss, but also of just people's lives that have been saved from this type of diet. And like, that's it. Like, I don't even know how to begin to express right now, like what that means and the, the motivation that that gives you or the, the passion that that gives you for this or the belief in this, you know, there was a, a a woman, I mean, people, there are people there who lost hundreds of pounds and all these things, but I think, you know, obviously we know I do this, I've done this for weight loss and that's been a big part of my story. But sometimes I think we get so bogged down in the weight loss aspect of it and we get frustrated that I'm not losing weight, I'm stalled, like something's going on. And we miss out on all of these stories of healing and people's lives that have been changed, depression, anxiety, um, just people, autoimmune issues. There was a woman who was going blind and was losing the feeling in her feet and couldn't, she kept getting misdiagnosed with MS and it wasn't that it was this rare autoimmune issue that she had and everything kept getting worse. She was literally dying and she went carnivore. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> like I started crying, listening to her story. Like she, she, her life within a week, she got her sight back. She got the feeling back in her feet and her life was completely safe. And she's sitting there, this vibrant, gorgeous woman yeah. laughing and talking and sharing her story because she's able to eat meat and that's it and cut all these plants out before that she was keto, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I guess I didn't think too much about, well, what if there's a ton of people there or anything? I didn't, right. I just thought, okay, I know I have two clients coming. One's from international, one's local. And then I know that I have a person that I've communicated with for years and she's coming and I've always wanted to meet her. And I didn't really think about anybody else. And so as soon as I came in, you know, I had the books in my hand and um, the boom box. And I was like, and I, I was going to say hi to Mary and Jessica. And I didn't even get to for the next two hours. And yeah. so I think I didn't even process that was going to happen. But it was amazing because, you know, there are, and I've said this to some people even there, but sometimes it's not easy to share, right? Whether it's vegans, whether it's other dieters, right. whether it's people saying you need carbs for like insulin health, um, you can't do keto long term or whether it's cars for hormones or whether it's whatever other reason. And then you actually 
touch people and see people and hear real people stories outside of someone typing it to you. And then it's like, and outside of my clients, obviously, but telling you all these healing stories and like how you make an impact. Mm -hmm. And that was touching. And I just thought, I guess I just, I don't know. I don't think of myself as somebody to wait for to talk to, you know? And so that was like, I didn't know how to process that until like after I was like, whoa, I didn't even, I don't know. I just think of myself as the average person sharing. Um, And so that was really touching. And then to see some of my clients, like I've I've had some in-person clients before COVID, but to meet some of these people that I've worked with for several months and to touch them and hug them. Yeah. And then um, it was all really touching. I'm not going to cry in this one. So yeah, it was, uh, it was just, I, you know, even if there are naysayers in us sharing this uh, work or, you know, our lives and sometimes people question our diet when you see what we brought together Mm -hmm. and the community that came together and we all eat similarly that is amazing and that shows to me like this is what we're fighting for and like this can be normal in every single city because most people were not from austin and that is the power of community and so it just fueled me to be like yeah i'm gonna keep going and share until the last human hears me about me based dining, you know? Right. I think like that most people weren't from here. It shows you how much people are craving community that they're willing to go for this. And I think that's, it shows how much people want to be a part of something and people want to find like-minded people who understand them. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges people deal with. Like we deal with negativity, maybe from a social media aspect, but everybody has dealt with somebody in their life who thinks that this is dangerous for them or thinks that this is unhealthy, whether it's a doctor or a coworker or a parent or a yeah. spouse or somebody that's telling you like, this is unhealthy. I know a lot of us go through our everyday life thinking, feeling like we're nor- abnormal, right? Feeling like we're a weirdo, that all we eat is steak. Even tonight we went to dinner at a restaurant and the, oh, yeah. the waiter, we were trying to describe like all I want is a steak on a plate and whatever. And I like qualified my own way of eating and said like, sorry, I know I'm weird. I just eat meat. And like Judy's like, mm-hmm. no, Maybe that's that. <laughs> don't apologize for that. Like, it's just this moment of you are not abnormal because this is the way that you want to eat. And you're asking for something with that. And, and you do feel that way every day. A lot of times with coworkers and family members and, and people that don't understand being in that room and being with those people, like it's such a, you just feel so connected and you feel not alone anymore. Yeah. I mean, one of my clients, that was her thing. She's like, my doctor's not carnivore and I need to find someone that's more meat-based. And then she doesn't really have any community around her that's meat-based. And so after she went she wrote me an email saying, oh my gosh, I need more of this. Like I feel yeah. alive and I totally understand. Cause like, I'd feel like that every time I went to a keto convention or some other, you know, meat based convention. And so, yeah, I mean, this is what it's all about. It's just, you know, I've talked about it in other podcasts where as much as I share, like everybody of my family and friends in Los Angeles still think it's so weird what I'm preaching to people. Like, you literally wrote a book. I say this, I feel like I say this every episode, but I'm like, you literally wrote a book and you can't get, like, your family to take you seriously. Yeah. I mean, my mom and dad, yes, thank thank God for that. But, like, everybody else, and there's so many people that would benefit so much by this. And so when you, you know, on hard days, it becomes really hard, right? Like, 
maybe something is wrong with me or if you're doubting or you're craving something else when everyone else is like, yeah, it's probably because you shouldn't be only eating meat. It becomes so easy to go, maybe they're right. And then it's so much easier to cave in, right? And that's why it's really important to have the right community because if if you surround yourself with the bad community, it's really easy to just not follow this way of eating. Like during Carnivore 75 Hard, there was a man that used to email me every day. And I was trying to manage Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, emails, and then the other Carnivore 75 Hard email. And I think by day 15, I was just really overwhelmed. And I wasn't really checking that email. And then by day 22, I went on there and he wasn't emailing anymore. And he was normally emailing me day to day. Anyways, long story short, I was like, I I emailed him because I remember his long stories of sharing. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh, I stopped because my family's basically not on board. And I just, it was that community. Like, and I always thought if I just checked my email every day, would he have finished? And that's always been like, I know that's not my own guilt, but I always felt that. But again, it's like the community, if his community, and in the beginning, it was like, I'm losing weight. I'm actually getting off my chair. I was forcing myself to go outside and do a walk. And, but then without any support, he slowly fell off and- That's why community is not something that's a nice to have. It's a must. I mean, this is this is why having those meetups, like if he was able to meet people in his local area and have somebody that he could hang out, go to lunch with once a month, like yeah. that has made all the difference for me. First of all, I, I lived in Arizona for years and didn't know anybody. Like, I don't know how people move. Like when you're an adult, first of all, like how do you meet friends? <laughs> like my entire life, all I've wanted is like a girlfriend just to go to lunch with. Yeah. And it's like this relationship that I've craved of like, I just want somebody to go shopping and have lunch with regularly, but I've never had that before. And, and even like as an adult, like other than your coworkers or whatever, like how do you meet people? Like they need an app, like they need a a dating app, but like just for like platonic lunch girlfriends, like that's all I'm looking for in life. And so before I was ever on social media, I, um, or like sharing my story on social media, I actually found a local keto carnivore meetup and just showed up. I knew nobody. My husband thought I was crazy and just was like, go have fun, enjoy. And I went and showed up to this local meetup that my friend Tiffany uh, had put on in Phoenix, walked in, didn't know anybody. And now that's been two years. And those are the, uh, some of the women that I met that day and through that, and that's kind of spider webbed through all of Phoenix and my local community. Like some of those women I have still have lunch with, like they come to my house and I grill them steaks. Like they're the, that's the women I've met people. That's my lunch girls. That's the people I can count on. Those that I can turn to the ones that I'm, you know, we're trying new recipes together and we're reaching out and we're holding each other accountable. And, um, those things can happen no matter how big or small your following is. Those things can happen in your community just by starting to reach out to those around you and, and by showing up. Because I think that's that's the two part of it. It doesn't matter how big or small your following is. You have to, first of all, there has to be the event for people to go to. And then you personally have to show up to them, even though you don't know anybody and it's terrifying. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by showing up? Not just physically, right? So, I mean, more than physically. Yeah, I do mean physically. There was a lot of people that we met yesterday that literally said that 
first of all, there were several people that had dragged a friend or a relative yeah, yeah, or a, somebody with them because they were scared to come by themselves. Yeah. And there was also several people that I met that said, I don't know why I've done this. This is like the craziest thing I've ever done in my life, but I just decided to come by myself. I don't know anybody here and I came anyway and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And they met people. Like this is, at these meetups, I... Especially in Phoenix, we did one recently. I'm like, oh, you live on the north side? So does this person. You guys should talk. And, like, right. you live on the south side. Like, you live over here. You guys are both moms. Like, you guys should talk. And you're meeting people that are live. All these people traveled into Austin. But there were so many people here from Fort Worth that they are already going to go do their own, like, Dallas-Fort Worth meetup just from the people that happened to be here yesterday. Or, like... Yeah, I mean, so... Even though our meetup was big, it's not normal to be that big. And that's not what people should expect. And no, also, because it's so big, it's kind of even hard to have, I guess, more intimate conversations. Right. Um, so even within the community yesterday, so all the people in Austin were like, we need to have an Austin meetup. And then the Houston people were like, well, we're going to do a Houston one. And then the Dallas people said the right. same thing. And so I said, yeah, I'll totally support all of them. If I can make it to all of them, I totally will go. But I mean, that is the important thing. And that just makes me think of the person I was just talking about with email. So the reason why he started email with me, and I don't remember how he even heard of it, but he wasn't on social media. And so oh. he didn't have, that's why he was emailing all the results of the, all the five things instead of doing social media. And so I was his only kind of community. And that's why I felt kind of bad back then. But yeah, I think it's so important to find community because I mean, if I didn't have social media, if I didn't meet you, if I didn't meet Mary, if I didn't meet a lot of the carnivores, I don't know if I'd even be here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't. If I hadn't met those women and and not felt so alone or not felt so strange, I, I agree. I don't know how I could keep this up when you are in those situations where you feel like you're getting so much pushback about it. Yeah, and I mean, in Carnivore Cure, there's a whole section on holistic health. It includes fasting and exercise and then community. And I bring it up so much, even though I know people don't like, well, I'm an introvert. I don't really need community. I just need my husband or I just need one person. And it's really, as much as we're introverted, we all need people to feel connected to, to feel that we have meaning. If someone feels like if I died tomorrow, it wouldn't matter because no one is... Um, I'm not accounted for. No one really consider like thinks of calling me. All of these things will then make people feel like they have no purpose, and that's why during the holidays there are more suicides. Right. Because in general, if you don't feel like you have a family to go to or friends or loved ones, then people feel more depressed. And so it's just again, it's just so important to have community because it's not something that's a nice to have. It's truly essential. I mean, there are studies that show. I mean, people are jet, like the more connected you have. And I think it was like a certain number. Like, like if you can count as like five real friends on your hands, like you are like really wealthy in terms of um, like community. And so it's just really important to have it. And um, I mean, I think I spent the majority of my life not being able to do that. Right. Until the last couple of years and starting to meet real true people within this community Um, I really don't think I've my whole life had anybody like really outside of like my husband or my immediate family that were people that I've, you know, known my whole life in that way. And so it's been through this, through these, literally through meetups and then through all of this stuff that's continued subsequently, like, uh, and getting to know people. Yeah. And I mean, um, you know, the thing is, if you don't, like I was just alluding to earlier, if you don't have the community when you have hard days in it, everyone will have a hard day, right? right? And you don't have someone saying, just eat meat. Think about how good you feel. Instead, the response is, 
well, yeah, you shouldn't be eating meat. Like, maybe you should be eating some What's vegetables. What's one cupcake? Just eat a yeah. donut. Like, just go have a cheat day. Like, come yeah. drink wine with us. Like, I get that all the time. Like, all yep. my girlfriends want to go drink wine with me. Well, guess what? Like, so go hang, hang out with them. And, but then you can have a friend that you can go eat a steak with. Or, you know, have somebody that understands the way that you eat. Go eat, have your brisket, girls. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean... How did you find that community, that um, community event? And then what, like, how did you decide to go? So the biggest thing is somebody decided to put it on, right? This, um, mm-hmm. My friend Tiffany decided she wanted to host a, a meetup. She actually had it at a Rudy's, bar- Rudy's Barbecue. Oh, did she? So like yesterday was a little emotional because I did feel like I'm like, I've come full circle <laughs> with like this, tra- you know, I've had a transformational journey and all of this myself. And I don't know why. Like, I really... I mean, this is, people are going to roll their eyes, but like, I am not an extrovert. Like this is sharing, (laughs) I know you're laughing at me, jerk. No, it's, it's, this is not something that I'm used to doing like that yesterday, the intensity, the literally it was pouring rain and everybody, hundreds of people talking, you were like screaming. Like I would go, if I go to a restaurant and you're like, you have to order at a counter and there's all these different, like hectic, chaotic things. Like sometimes I just get overwhelmed in those situations at concerts. I hate concerts. Cause it's too much stimulus for me. It's too much like people touching me and like weird and intensity and like sensory issues. And I just can't handle that. That's not my thing. But I almost like felt more connected to people yesterday. And I really tried to just focus on one person at a time. So I didn't get overwhelmed with the, with the crowd, but I, I I forget the point of this. Where did we start? But so it was a lot for me to go out to my first meetup. It yeah. was it was really stepping outside of my comfort zone and to just walk into a place and say, like, here I am. Hi, yeah. I don't know anybody. Like, who are you guys? And can like, where do I even sit? Like, that was terrifying. Like, where am I supposed to sit on my first time? So this is I'll say, if you're new, just go. If you've been to these things before, or if you are somebody who's extroverted and you see that person walking in, like, first of all, notice people around you and say, hey, come sit with us. Like. There were some women on that first time that I walked in the door feeling absolutely terrified. And I had a a group of people that recognized that and said, hey, come over here and sit with us. What's your name? How's it going? And they reached out to me. Where are you from? Like, what's, you know, do you do keto or carnivore? Or how would you hear about this? Um, Yeah, I think it's really scary to go somewhere if you're alone. But I think... Just, it, I don't know anyone that actually goes and that says that was the biggest mistake it. of my life, right? So right. I think it's really important to go even if you're scared. And even my first KetoCon, I knew no one that was keto right. except for my brother and he was in Los Angeles. But I went and it was amazing. Like that's what even drove my like love for keto and nutrition further. And I just think, again, it is, it's always that maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe no one will like me. Right. Maybe I'm going to be weird. Maybe I, I'm going to be alone. And I'm going to feel super. It's like always that fear that comes in or that self doubt or the, um, you know, just wanting to self sabotage, but even still just say, but what if it's like what Jessica was saying the other day? Like, but what if you don't have that? What if you actually make a good friend? What if you actually help someone with your story? Right. And what if you find another person that doesn't know anyone and then you just become best friends, right? It's like, don't limit your life because of fear, because that's not the smartest thing to do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and then if you are, um, like Laura was saying, if you also have been to many of these meetups and then you see someone new, and you know, obviously you should try to welcome them, but... If there's no meetup in your area, just make it a wider kind of meetup. Maybe 
all of your state type of thing and see if people will come. And then you can just flag me or flag Laura and say, hey, do you mind just sharing this so that more people, people can hear? Will. Yeah, if you tag yeah. a lot of us, um, this is kind of how it got spread out in the first place. But if you tag us, we'll gladly share it and try to help get the word out in your area. And you know what? It doesn't, I've been to meetups that are a very small handful of people and you're able to sit and have really deep, meaningful conversations with them. And sometimes that's where the best relationships are built for most of 2020, honestly, not knowing where people stood with their comfortability for this. Like we still continue to have meetups around my area, but they just happen to be really small. Right. And I felt bad that we weren't opening it up to a wider group of people, but you know what? I got really close with the women that came to those or, you know, people that came to those meetups uh, during that time. Yeah. I mean, when Carnivore 75 hard, we did the kind of worldwide meetup. Um, I think, I don't even remember how many, um, it was like states. over the same weekend. So just to explain in case you, over oh. the same weekend, like we tried to do meetups and like, uh, all have them be for Carnivore 75. So he had one in Phoenix and Judy had one in Austin at the same time. And just in, yeah, there was like over 25. There was one in Australia. Yeah. There was one in London and it was so, it was and it was just to feel community. Yeah. And some of them were large. So some of them had 30 people. I think the like London one was pretty big. But then there was one, like I think in, I don't know where, but somewhere on the East Coast. But there was only like three people. But they're still close to this day. So it doesn't matter how many people come. It's really just about, hey, you and I, we get why we eat this way. What's your healing and why are you doing this? And right. then it's like, you get it. I don't have to explain why I don't want the seasoning or you get why I'm just eating meat or I'm just eating beef or maybe I'm not eating the pork or whatever it is. And just having that level of, I guess, similarities, it's just so freeing. Like I didn't have to ask anyone, what do you eat? Right. Or like, oh, I'm just going to be eating the brisket or, you know, whatever else. And it's like, we don't question anything. And it's so nice. Right. And that it's just, it's just nice. I think that's one of the hardest things about last year was the isolation that a lot of people had and um, the fact that they were all just stuck. So many people were isolated. And for me, isolation feeds my addiction. I, I had a for hard everyone. time. For, it is. I had a hard time last year because I had nowhere to go and nowhere to be. And who's going to know if I mess up yeah. or eat too much or gain weight or have a breakout or get puffy? Like, who cares and who's going to know? And it just turned into this spiral for me most of last year, which you guys know I've talked enough about that. But but I think that's it. And people are craving some type of community like this or they need it. We or were saying yesterday, yeah. some people gave more hugs yesterday than they gave. I gave more hugs yesterday than I'd given in a very long time, which was an <laughs> yeah. amazing uh, uh, thing to do. But for all of last year combined, like some people don't have that on a regular basis and We've removed that from our our daily lives over the last year. And it's so important to remember how much that needs to be a priority, how much human connection and contact and, you know, under having people that understand you needs to be a priority. Yeah. And if we eat this way, we're obviously taking care of our health. And then it's not that we are being, I guess, um, maybe uneducated about what's going on in this world. Right. It's like we know that we're in the healthiest state and maybe some of us are vaccinated. I don't know. But the thing is, it was so nice to hug people. And then it's like you feel chemistry when you hug right. someone, right? So there were some people I kept hugging and I kept hugging and yes. I hugged them multiple times. Same. And it was so nice. And every time I hugged them, I just felt that much closer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just felt it just felt really nice. And I just think that there is a reason like 
even for you being isolated and not being able to see other people and you're like, well, now I don't really need the accountability, right? Like it's because there's a lack of community. Without the community, you're like, well, you could do whatever you want and there's no community to keep that accountability on you. But if you were like, well, there's something where you need to be or somewhere you have to be accountable for to a community, then you're like, maybe I'll, you know, have the guardrails up, that yeah. type of stuff. And it's that's a good why it's motivation. so important. Yeah. And you, not only is it good motivation leading up to this event, first of all, like, I, you know, there's also anxiety that comes along with that. And I think a lot of us get a little hesitant and feel a little bit of that self-sabotage leading up to this totally. or feel self-conscious leading up to this, which is, is true for, I know, both of us. We should talk about that, actually, because, yeah. okay, so here, we'll talk about... So I don't know how many of you guys that came were actually nervous and anxious and self-doubting of like, okay, why am I going? This is kind of crazy. I don't know. Let's not talk about how many outfits we tried on in the morning, like trying to get ready. And then all I had to push out of my head. I'm just kidding. All I had to do afterwards was push out of my head. Like, I really hate my shirt choice from that day. And like, it's just so dumb. Like, but everybody's feeling that way. We had dinner the night before with with, uh, a couple amazing women and they were both like, they're both brilliant and powerful and amazing, gorgeous women. And they were both like, oh, man, I'm so nervous tomorrow just for like, like why did I self-conscious things. Yeah. And like, I, you know, kind of felt like I I love a goal. I always talk about that. I need a goal and I need an event to look forward to. But somehow, like last week, I just started getting a lot of self-sabotage behavior going on. And just next thing you know, I'm like snacking on cheese and I haven't done that in months. And I've been on such a positive roll. Mm-hmm. But like... You're in this place where you're so close to the goal that you, I don't, I think there are times when we just subconsciously are afraid of hitting our goal because then we don't know what to do about it or like what happens if you are successful and like actually accomplishing something. And I just emotionally like completely fell apart last week, like leading up to this event, just stressed out. No. So it's very normal. So I had, I wrote about that in Carnivore Care and one of the, like in that holistic chapter, Um, So we like to protect ourselves by self-sabotaging, right? So what if we were able to accomplish all our dreams? Like how scary is that, honestly? Because most people don't think you can accomplish all those dreams, right? So if you don't ever self-sabotage, then what if you can do it? And so instead, what we do is, well, if we self-sabotage, then we never have to get there and we never have to think about all that we can do. But in terms of this, it's the same thing, right? So what if I go there and I make friends and I... And I feel normal and I feel wonderful and I feel like my love tank is full. But but what if I just don't go and then I am like and then no one will judge me and then maybe I'm not as skinny as I want to be or I look as pretty as I want to be. And then and then it's like when you start having these fears of like, I'm not good enough, I'm not going to fit in. Um, I don't look like the typical carnivore, whatever, you know, whatever the things are. And then if you self-sabotage and don't go, well, then you're protecting yourself so that no one will judge you. And the fear is, the true fear is, it's feeling rejected, that you are not good enough to be in our community or not good enough to go wherever else the other place is. And so instead, we self-sabotage so we don't have to go through it. And we just make that kind of rejection be true. And I think that's why we all went through it. So... Even for me, a few days ago, I was like, I felt anxious. And I was like, why do I feel this? Like, I'm not binging. I'm not purging. Like, why am I feeling what I used to feel before big social events? And I realized, like, wow, it never leaves you. And you just need to find ways to manage it. But I bet you it wasn't just, you know, I'm sure, like, people driving in were kind of nervous or whatever. But I'm sure, like, everyone felt this, right? It's like, we're all the same at the end of the day. And it's like... 
what if I'm not good enough? Or what if, you know? But you're there. I think we. Ha- I had that conversation with people while we were there. Like, they were so terrified to come. Oh, really? And they were saying, like, that they were brought a friend or they mm. came alone and they couldn't believe they did yeah. that. And like you said, everybody leaves feeling fulfilled. Like, you feel like you're understood. You feel like people get it. You also feel like... Um, like you're like you're not alone. Like you're not the only person that's dealing with these struggles. That's feeling anxious and self conscious and feeling those, um, you know, miss a, not being worthy enough, right? Yeah, I mean, so when I went to Brian's, I didn't know anyone going. Yeah. Although I did kind of beg Mary to go with me, so I will honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Mary, are you gonna go? But honestly, and she didn't tell me till because she said she might have some other event, but. Even if she wasn't going to go, I was committing. But I was scared because I don't know Brian's community right. as much, right? But it all worked out really well. I talked to um, random people and they were mostly me based And it was just nice to feel like, wow, like we are all normal, you know, and we eat a lot of meat because it's given us our health back. And that's the important thing. I also want to say there were people yesterday who came and, you know, one of the questions that I was asking people were like, how long have you been keto or carnivore? And some people were just like, you know what? I actually haven't started and I need to do that. I am so freaking proud that they came anyway because you don't have to be the perfect carnivore or the perfect keto person or at your goal weight or whatever. Like none of those things exist. None of us are ever going to be perfect enough. First of all, like, or it's a lie. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. And so come anyway like some yeah. people were like show you up. know what i needed motivation this is it like this is my starting point this is day one today was an amazing day i'm feeling inspired i'm feeling motivated like i'm gonna make it happen like this is my day one and i'm gonna remember this day for this moment and like that was their kickoff yeah no that's exactly it i think just showing up i mean if you show up physically then everything else will happen and i mean it's it's just powerful when you're there, you'll know. And you just feel the vibe. And honestly, it was so loud. It's like, I don't think you could even think of your own I thoughts. Think, I think I lost my voice just from, from being in there. But again, all of those things that we're saying, that's not really typical. Yeah. Um, I think so. Let me give some suggestions. Like if you are going to plan a meetup in your area, I would suggest for your first time or so, like keep it very casual. Yeah. I love a park. We did one in Phoenix a week ago and I like called ahead to the park and I reserved a gazebo. So like I paid to reserve the gazebo. This at Rudy's was free. Um, you know, you could meet on a pat, like if you know a public park where there's a grill. So kind of a bring your own meat thing. Or honestly, this type of barbecue restaurant where you just come in and everybody orders their own food is great. I will say someplace like a Fogo de Chao. That one's harder. It's really hard. Yeah. I also would say like, that's like a sit down restaurant because you can't, you can only chat to the person sitting next to you yes. and you don't meet as many new people that way. It's also more expensive. Yeah. I was going to say that. And anything that has like a reservation type of thing when you're first doing these types of things is really hard and you don't want to be like collecting money. It's just a mess. Keep it super, super simple. Do a park. Everybody meet at a restaurant. Go for a walk. It doesn't have to be about food either. We've done some in Phoenix before where you just meet at this trail and everybody goes for an easy walk together or an easy hike. And you're kind of just like walking along and able to talk. So it doesn't always have to be food related. Yeah, there's a lot in Austin. So I met a girl that does, um, I guess, Austin meetups through meetup.com. And she just gave me her contact info. So I think they're all going to a raw farm. And I think my kids would love it. So I said, I'll join. And I didn't even know we had one. There's also an Austin 
um, carnivore group on Facebook. But then there's just our, you know, us using hashtags or sharing. But it's everywhere if you look. If you look enough, you will find some. And then you can just ask people with maybe bigger accounts, like, hey, by any chance, do you know anyone that lives in my area? Right. Right. Like people. Does anybody live in Washington? Does anybody live in Michigan? And you know what? Then the other thing I'll say too is go to the bigger Facebook groups. Go to World Carnivore Tribe and say, I live in uh, this city in Illinois. Does anybody live near here? And ask, there's like thousands and thousands of people in those bigger Facebook groups. I think that's a great place to start. And then you can even just plan something and tag some of us and we'll, we'll reshare your stuff to help you get the word out. Uh, it doesn't matter if three people show up the first time, then yeah. they're going to, you guys are going to meet, have a connection and then do it again, do it a, a month later and maybe a few more people will come. And then a few more, like create a hashtag for your area uh, and people are going to know to start following that. And it's going to build nobody. I think this was an anomaly for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. People were cooped up for so long, needed to get out. And then a bunch of people happened to travel in at the same time, but that doesn't make, that doesn't mean that it was successful, or more successful than other meetups, I'll say, right? Like, we all agree this was successful because of the way we walked away feeling. Yes. But it doesn't mean it was more successful than something that's smaller. Based yeah, on the, the count qual- doesn't matter. It's about matter. the quality, yeah. right? I mean, I met Mary, well, we did Carnivore 75 hard through online, but then I met her in person at our kind of um, that all weekend meetup. And there was maybe 20, 30 people there. And it was at like a FOGO type of place. And so I barely got to talk to her. But I felt connected to her through online. And so we planned on doing a dinner with just us. And I felt so much more connected to her one-on-one than I did with it. And I loved a lot of the people that I met there, obviously. But I felt the most connected to Mary. And to this day, I feel like she's one of the most people I love on social media. And I hope, Mary, you're listening to this, you know. But... Yeah, it's just, it doesn't, it is never about quantity. It is about quality. Yeah, and in some ways, that's where you have, you know, really amazing conversations and you can create those really deep, meaningful relationships is when you're able to spend one-on-one time with people in your area. And that's what you need. Like, it's, you need people that you can reach out to on a regular basis. I will also say the other part that's amazing about all this is just being able to talk to somebody in person. If you're stuck and you're struggling, yeah. being able to talk to somebody who understands this diet and this way of eating in person, it's great to go watch YouTube videos and to listen to podcasts. Like, obviously, like and subscribe this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, but But there's something that's, like, you feel very disconnected from that person And it's so different just to be able to sit with somebody and talk through it like, hey, this isn't working. Like, what have you heard? And like bounce ideas off of them and just really have that in-person connection with somebody. Yeah, it's much more powerful than when you go into a Facebook group of the carnivore groups and you're like, I'm not losing weight or have you guys ever experienced X? And then you get like 500 different responses and you're like, okay, which way do I go? So that is sometimes not as helpful as if you just talk to someone in real life. This space is confusing because we're all saying different things too. Right, exactly. And ho- and sometimes that's great because it shows you that a lot of different ways can work, but also sometimes it's just really dang frustrating. Yeah, it is. That like you can't get a simple answer for how am I supposed to lose weight or how am I supposed to heal myself because there's too many people saying too different many different things. things. Yeah. Have somebody that you can talk to, which is also why a lot of people like a coach uh, in that in that my in that way, but 
just something about having somebody in person who's more of a friend and somebody that you can bounce ideas off of and it can help you work. And it can just call you out on your BS too. (laughs) That's true. Right? But it's just good to process, right? So, I mean, from all the clients I've worked with, I will start with some similar baselines, but then everyone changes based on their results, their stools, their gut, their mental health. And so then I have to, I mean, I have clients as much as I say, you need to eat a variety, eat fish, eat beef. I have clients that just eat chicken. That's it because they're healing. So not everyone's answer is good. So you have to find your own journey, obviously pick people's brain and see if like, oh, maybe that won't work for me because of X, Y, Z, but at least it's like a real conversation and it's like connection and knowing that Well, Laura said that maybe I'm not doing this right. I don't know if I trust Laura, (laughs) but she's sketchy, (laughs) but I'll still try it. And at least I felt understood and I felt connected. And it's not that it's the diet that's wrong, but maybe I'm approaching X, Y, Z, maybe not, or there's other options to pick. And that's the bigger thing, right? right? So if I were to tell someone that's not carnivore, they might say, yeah, it's the diet. You should be eating some more plants or having some more fiber. And that's why your stools will get better, right? But if I'm talking to you, you're not going to say that to me. You'll probably say, well, maybe you should cut out the fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you just know they're going to be able to know, like, you know, what are you being consistent? Like, are you yeah, really being consistent? Exactly. And you're going to ha- it's so much easier to it's like you you're it's better to be held accountable by somebody yes. who knows you in real life and can you can make that connection with. Yeah, and it's just again, it's just for me the community is so important cuz I need to be understood. And so yeah. when if everyone in my life says you're crazy for eating just meat-based, if I have a hard day, I might think maybe I am crazy. And then I meet a a room full of carnivores or meat-based people and it's like, "No, I'm not crazy," right? <laughs> like that is that itself is so gratifying and know, oh my gosh, you are just like me. And that is like, I wanted to give a hug to everyone and just be overly emotional because this is, this is the power of community. And this is what is amazing. Yeah. Diet and lifestyle are really, really hard to do alone. And I mean, we've talked through it. We've talked through like even some of the struggles of even wanting to go to a meetup and not knowing people. Oh, one thing I want to say is there's a few people I've met that have met each other on Facebook and have gotten married through the carnivore community. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, Yeah. They say that they just connect and they finally make the trip. Can you imagine? So we're scared to go to a meetup, but they're scared to possibly meet. And then they get married from it. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I I got chills right now, too. But I do think some of my, my, all of my deepest relationships that I have right now, outside of, obviously, my husband and my family, are all people that I have met through this community in the last three years since I've been eating this way. They're people that all of these relationships started on social media, and they joke, like, Chris jokes that they're all my internet friends. But no, (laughs) I'm sitting in Judy's house right now, so... Chris, it's if you're official. listening, we're officially real life friends. <laughs> no, I know. So Kevin would always say, you're so busy. Why are you doing this podcast? And I'm like, well, a big reason is, I mean, I just want to connect with Laura because this is yeah. how I get my friendship tank full. Right. This is our community and just yeah. recording it at the same and time. And we share it because we're sure other people need to hear this, right? So maybe someone didn't come. Because they were scared that they're not ready or they had cheated prior and they're just not ready to meet people. And we're saying, 
we felt the same stuff, right? Exactly. And it's just, and now Kevin gets it. He's like, okay, I can see you're happier ever since doing the podcast right. and you have like your mojo back and you want to share with the community. And I'm like, yeah, right. that is why this podcast was more than worth right. like adding to my plate. Yeah. I think the, one of the biggest lessons we've learned this weekend is from our, this, our new amazing friend, Jessica, who we met, <laughs> which is I, we're going to put her name in below because yeah, we've mentioned her a amazing. couple of times and I don't know her handle off the top of my head. It's like, uh, coach Jessica. coach Jessica with a Y with though. A y, yeah. So she, we were kind of expressing some of our nerves and our, you know, hesitancies and anxiousness to her and just saying like, you know, everybody feels this way, but like, what if you won't be successful? What if it's not going to work out? What if it goes horribly? And she was like, no, stop. That's, that's something holding you back from what you are supposed to do. But what if it is amazing, but what is supposed to happen? Who are you going to meet there? Like what amazing thing is going to happen if you just do it and like move forward, take it on, do it. Yeah. Like who's, life might you change or what divine intervention may happen right i mean when you are scared or again have fear and then you debilitate yourself from even having opportunities then you miss life and And how will your life be changed right and it's just it was so good talking to her because she's not really in the carnivore space as much but it's just if you ever have these doubts of like well what if i'm not good enough well my story is so boring to share like why do i need to share it or oh, my story doesn't have this and that. Like someone said that to me that day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We all have stories that are worth sharing. And I mean, it was just the way that Jessica was like, well, you should flip that around of like all your fears of, but what if it isn't like that? Right. And that's what we have to always check our mindset. And that's where community can be so helpful. So if you start spiraling, I could go, Laura, but what if it's not that? Right. The community is the part that brings me out of it. It's people Absolutely. like, you know, old friends and Judy's my old friend, <laughs> but like people like Judy and, and the people that I've been friends with for such a long time. And then even people that I have met this weekend who have already, I know in the last 48 hours since I've known them had a tremendous impact totally. on my life and my life will forever be impacted and changed because of the people that I have met in the last 48 hours. And for that, I am everything is worth it. Like, yeah, I'm so grateful. I mean, there was two ladies that I can think of off the top of my head that said to me, thank you for what you do. And I said, yeah, it's not always easy because I think I'm like overly openly sharing. And then they're like, we'll we'll pray for you. And, you know, I hope you keep going and helping people. And that just like, you know, just really emotionally hit home. It's like, it's not about me sharing. It's about helping people to find the healing that we have. And our, it is like, our right or what we ought to do is to give back to the community so that then people can be making podcasts like this and doing their own thing and becoming coaches and healing and sharing. And that's what really life is all about, right? Yeah. So plan your meetup. That's our message here. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Don't let things get in the way and make it happen for for your area and your community and, and we'll help you get the word out. Yeah, just make sure to contact us. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys found this conversation to be helpful, please uh, make sure to share and make sure to message us and let us know what you found helpful and tag us in your stories with the podcast share. Thanks so much for listening today. Make sure you stay tuned next week for a brand new episode. And remember, make sure to cut against the grain. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share and leave us a review and leave any comments and questions on Apple Podcasts. We will read and answer your questions and comments on an upcoming podcast episode. This also helps us to share our real talk with more community members. You can also find me on my other podcast, Nutrition with Judy, on all podcast channels. You can also follow my content on Nutrition with Judy's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find Carnivore Cure in paperback, ebook, and audio on Amazon. I also have a blog post and weekly newsletter with nutrition and wellness updates. You can sign up at nutritionwithjudy.com. You can find Laura on Instagram at Laura East Bath. You can follow along on her daily stories and see some of her funny skits. You can also find Laura on her YouTube channel where she shares tips on living a meat-based lifestyle. If you're wondering how much meat to eat in a day, week, or month, Laura has you covered. She also shares how to make a perfect sear on a steak and how extended fasting looks like in real life. You can find her YouTube channel by searching Laura's Bath. Thanks again for listening to the Cutting Against the Grain podcast. And remember, make sure to cut against the grain. <laughs>